Nice little cough there. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the D-Trout Spinners podcast. I am one of your hosts, uh, Miles Purnell, and my other uh, is looking at me directly on Skype cam. Uh, introduce yourself, please. Don't, so you're not a teacher. Um, I, oh yeah, I hate you know I hate saying my name. I'm Gary Forrestal. Let's get that over and done with. Not interested in my name. Um, yes, we are of course uh, remote today um, because of everything that's going on in the world. Keir so, Starmer getting elected. Keir Starmer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good. I don't think we should get into that this show no. because because well, more things in hand. Do you know why? Because we have, I mean, to say that we have a special guest today is... It's like to say you've got a It's like, it's, it's a lie, basically. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very untrue. Um, we have, and I'm, I'm genuinely excited about this, we have Richard Anderson, the real Dickie Anders, on the show today. Um, we're both excited i i think it's fair to say we're both slightly nervous we're not you know we're, we're coping but we're we've never interviewed anyone before so this is our first interview experience so he's going to come on in about 15 minutes and we'll obviously link this to to the show so yeah we i'm 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 a bit anxious but i'm excited i'm mainly excited i think it's i i just wonder what i just there's so many things i want to ask him it will be very interesting to see what happens um, and, and what he's like and what he looks like and how old he is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the way Miles and I have gone about this is you, there's two ways you can do it. You can prep loads or you can prep very little. And we've prepped very little for this, not because we don't care. We're, we don't not interested in whether it's good, but because everyone is yeah, I couldn't be bothered. No, we want it to be kind of a free-flowing interview. So we've got some things we're going to ask him. It's not going to be perfect. You know, our, this is the first time we've interviewed someone. We deliberately want it to be kind of loose. So please bear with us. Kind of give us a gentle forbearance because, you know, we're... That's we're, we're favourite word. Is it? Yeah, he, he's talking about that in terms of the old... um self-isolation thing and the quarantine and how we all need to have forbearance all right okay what does forbearance mean it means um you put up with something yeah so for example you you know if you say i can i can barely stand you but if i said i i can bear you just about it's forbearance yeah our relationship doesn't it as well yeah yeah so but anyway whatever whatever way you want to put it we we um we're going to do our best and you know he might come on again one day probably not if it goes terribly but um yeah it's it's something we're really looking forward to and we hope i can only imagine that you know we, we do the podcast and i think afterwards well it'd be nice if people listen to it and stuff but this one i think genuinely it will hopefully be very much anticipated by by the fans out there because i know i would love to hear him and i'm excited about interviewing him so yeah that, say, if this if this is your way into uh the detrout spinners podcast and we, we we did have a really good response on reddit when i when i asked for questions both this and on our twitter uh, at, at trout underscore d um 
we had a really good response and um and it's very encouraging but if this is your main sort of portal into the world of the detroit spinners and the xfm shows then please do listen to the other episodes because they're you know there's a wealth uh of material there some of it good some yeah, of it uh, average yeah there's about five percent that's worth listening to definitely but it's yeah. really worth it but you have to but you have to trawl through that 95 percent of utter shite to find the five percent but you will find it yeah i promise you you'll find it but um uh, so that's an interesting once i remember yeah yeah wow. it, you remember it because it was it was, it, was, it, only, it only happened once um, i enjoyed it when so, i went to the bathroom that time that was nice oh yeah that was good but um so anyway, here here he is, Richard Anderson. How are you? Yep, very well, thank you. Nice to be here. Um, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it, Richard. Um, and we're we're very excited. We're excited to speak to you. Well, this is, I'm excited as well. This is the first time I've ever spoken about sending some emails into a radio show 20 years ago. So. <laughs> Um, I know, and, it, and isn't it crazy? I mean, Miles and I kind of talk about this in a more general sense as well. That you know, we started to do this podcast. There is, there is, a, I would say, a small but dedicated, hugely dedicated following of that XFM show from 20 years ago. People are obsessed by it, and they're actually they're obsessed by you as well. Not in a I, weird, sorcerous <laughs> way. <laughs> I find I find it really, really strange. I mean, it seems to have taken off. I don't know in the last sort of four or five years um that i've sort of started getting emails from people like t- 10 years after the show absolutely nothing and then in the last sort of few years for whatever reason it's really really taken off it, it's quite incredible really i think how, the, do, you, the, how do you re- react when people email you like what are your what are your instincts like, and, and what do you say to them and what what kind of things have they asked you because i i really wouldn't know how to react obviously i've never been in that position myself before but it would be like I, I just don't know what I'd say. Well, um, I mean, most people just sort of write dickers in capital letters with like 300 exclamation marks. <laughs> There's not a lot you can resp- respond to with that. Some people ask questions. I mean, it's um, mostly not believing it's I am who I am, but I, I definitely am. I can guarantee that. Um, <laughs> and then some, some people might get into more details about the show and are asking questions. It's, I mean, it, it comes and goes with the email. Sometimes I get a sort of a, a run of them and then sort of nothing for months. Um, yeah. Do, do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy getting them? And I, I think it's amazing. It is incredible. I mean, I, as 20 years ago, I sent some emails to a radio show, and it yeah. shows the the quality of that show. That still now people seem probably more into it now than maybe yeah, they, were they were then, when yeah. it was first first on. I think um, the medium of podcasting in general is kind of it's it's increased sort of exponentially over the last few years. So yeah, far absolutely. more people have downloaded the show. And, you know, that's why Miles and I have always been interested in the show. But we started this podcast only a few months ago. So I think it's um, because we realized that there was such a dedicated following an audience out there. But um, do you mind if we kind of ask you some questions Obviously, we'll get into the show and the emails that you sent, but just a sort of a, a get to know Dickie Anderson. Um, yep, get no problem know, with that. Little Dickie Dockers. Um, what what is it that you you do for a living? Um, I'm actually a web developer. Okay, oh, nice. that's my my industry. 
I've, I've actually just sort of changed career. So it's only in the last couple of years. Um, I've had a sort of a variety of very dull, disappointing jobs. And then sort oh, of haven't we all? Haven't we all? <laughs> in my mid-40s, I suddenly realised what it was I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So sort of retrained to be a web developer. So I've been doing that for the that's last so, year so and a half. Good on you. Um, do you um, the, the thing is, like, I think, because obviously you say people email you. Now, the reason people know your email address is because you do have a website, don't you? And I think the reason you have a website is because you actually wrote a book, didn't you? Well, I've written, I've sort of written two children's books, um, which I self-published. Just sort of get out of there. I'm not, I'm not a published author. It was sort of no, self-publishing. But... I, I did. Um, yeah. And I just sort of put the fact that I, I had emailed into the show on that. And I think that's sort of... <laughs> where people sort of got to know I am who I am and, and that's where they sort of e- email me. It's a, very, it's, a big USP. <laughs> it's a good USP to have on your website though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's like, it, that, that's I'm not sure the two things are compatible though. Children, <laughs> children's books and Ricky Gervais, but there you go. <laughs> no, no, although, although Ricky Gervais did. Yes. Uh, books, yes. Didn't it? But, um, that's it. I mean, not many people have written and self-published two books, Richard. That's, quite an achievement yeah well I, I mean I did a um sort of film television and radio degree at university um yeah. I really wanted to go into sort of radio production and this was just before the, the Ricky Gervais show was on so I had a sort of quite a few interviews at the BBC trying to get a job in radio production and, and it, it never really sort of got anywhere um it was so really really competitive um yeah. so I think sort of my writing came from sort of the disappointment of not getting that radio production job and then I just wanted to sort of carry on writing so sort of wrote sort of lots of sort of different things um and that sort of eventually ended up I think it was my my niece was of an age when she was sort of really enjoying reading so I started writing a, a children's book for her birthday and then um it sort of took off from there and sort of we published the first book um I mean it's it's an okay book. I'm not going to. It's not the you, best, best children's. Would you like to plug it? You can plug it. Give the name of it. And... Well, it's, it's not. I mean, it's called Uncle Wizard. Um, it's not really the, the, the right um, medium to sort of plug it. But it, no, if no, people fair. want to have a look at it, you it, could do, do like audio book readings, Richard, for free entertainment now that everyone's looking for content. Well, I, I think I have the dullest voice. I'm sure I'd just send people to sleep <laughs> if I did, did, did do an audio no. recording. Well, I, I would say, uh, obviously, I haven't read your book, but you've clearly got away with words. I think anyone who knows you or knows of you knows your way with words, Richard, because you, you clearly, because uh, of your emails, you know, they're very funny. And that's why people Thank you. know and love I mean, you. Are you around those emails? Do you still remember them, like, fresh in your memory? Yeah, I mean, I could... I could... I, I could probably remember. I mean, I, I couldn't sit here and write them all down, yeah. but... If I saw them, I'd, I'd recognise them. Um, yeah. Do you go on Pilkopedia a lot, um, or at all? <laughs> I, I know they're on Pilkopedia, yeah. I think that's where, yeah. where I go to just sort of, if I need to refresh myself of what they actually were. Do you or... ever check up on this stuff? Do you ever, like, like look at your internet fame? Because obviously I've never... You know that sometimes when you're, like, a bit bored and you go, oh, Miles Pennell, see what happens, see what comes up. And normally you just get like a little LinkedIn photo or something like that. But I'm just imagining what does Richard Anderson do if he if he Googles his name and Well I I, I used to sort of probably 
um, in the sort of late 2000s, sort of Google my name. Good time, and, good time. And the, the, the most famous Richard Anderson is a um, tailor on Savile Row, so he, always, he was always first, <laughs> but on, on good days, I'd be second. So, and if you yeah. type in Richard Anderson XFM, well, I was number one there, straight straight to the top. So not something I do at the moment. I think it, the Google's changed a bit since when I used to do it, but yeah. I used to come in second, which I was quite pleased about. No, yeah, I, I'd be very proud of that. I mean, you know, it's because especially as it was, it's it's it must be so strange for you because there's nothing you're doing now to to kind of promote yourself or the the emails you wrote. These are literally emails you wrote 19 years ago yes, yeah. to, a lo- to a local radio station, yes. and, you, and you're you're coming up on Google, you know. First, oh, actually, because we've got kind of got to the emails, I think one thing that listeners would want to, I certainly want to know, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Um, I know that I'm pretty sure you did like the show, but but but, but sort of <laughs> to have a definitive answer, what did, did you actually like the Ricky Gervais show or uh, did you uh, shoddy piece of shit? No, <laughs> I think that's the answer is both. I think I did like it and it was quite yeah. shoddy as well it was, I think, yeah, but yeah. deliberately shoddy and that's why it made it so good that it was it was yeah. shoddy um yeah. in their approach to it and you felt you felt they just sort of like turned up with no plan whatsoever what was going to happen in yeah. two hours and but they sort of came up with the content and so yeah, yeah it was both i absolutely loved it but it, it definitely was shoddy but that's what made it i think and were you a fan of um were you a fan of Ricky Gervais and his like eleven o'clock show? Was it the only? Is that the eleven o'clock it was show? Eleven o'clock show. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember watching it, the eleven o'clock show. I've never say I was a particular Ricky Gervais fan. I've got I've got no idea why I started listening to the show. Um, <laughs> well, did did you watch The Office? Did you watch? Yeah, the first well, I absolutely, I absolutely loved The Office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too, yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the best sitcoms ever made um, oh you're you're in uh, the company we uh, <laughs> we agree totally with you yeah absolutely it was uh, one of the it was one of the things that i i think also because you're part of quite the, the way someone described it as you're part of the world of the xfm shows that's how someone <laughs> i love it's almost like sort of mythic mythical you know marvel universe thing where you're like a Someone described you as a character. <laughs> You're like, um, and I just I love that because you are like quite symbolic for for a lot of people in in this universe. As I say, like Gary and I, you know, we became friends just by the XFM shows and our love, our mutual love of Chavez. And yeah, we hate <laughs> each other otherwise, but we just we just wanted to that. No, but. Yeah, absolutely. No, Mars is right. We did bond over it. And you you are a big part of that. And actually, just something else to kind of to clear up, because you you had your emails read out on air, which I can only I've had I've had emails read out on radio before. Not many, but I've had some read out. And it's a really good feel. It makes you it's kind of quite a warm mm. feeling. Did, did you enjoy yeah. having them read out on air? Oh, yeah. I mean, certainly when that first one got read out, I mean, yeah. I was, my heart was going thump, 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 thump. Oh, thump. oh yeah. They not just they they didn't only read it out. Actually, Steve Merchant referred back to it about well three or four different times. So it it had a huge impact on them just then. Yeah, like, I mean I I don't know how they did it, but I I always imagined it that Ricky Gervais was just lying there slumped in a chair somewhere, and yeah. Carl was <laughs> running around like a madman, and and Steve Steve was um checking the emails. I think he's I think he enjoyed the emails i think he was the one who sort of picked me out and sort of yeah. used me as something to run, run with um yeah, yeah but, i mean it, it 
it was always my sort of theory if you wanted to sort of get on don't don't send it before the show started wait about sort of 15 minutes after the show had started yeah, yeah and then 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 send in i think you get sort of perhaps more of a chance i mean i've no idea how many emails they would they got um but that was almost always my theory sending the email after about 15 minutes yeah because i'm surprised the, you didn't get like try and get an internship or something at xfm <laughs> well, well, you know it's I, I sometimes i keep myself that could something else have happened sort of from yeah. it um well, I was yeah. saying to you because I really wanted to get into radio production, and I'm not going to go on about it. But Gary and I, we we did, you know, we've done sort of hospital radio and stuff, and it's really where audio, whereas our passion lies. So I I can totally understand that love of of radio. Yeah. Have you thought about podcasting like a, a, at all, or has that ever been? Not not really. I, I did do um I did go to one podcasting sort of course, but yeah. I think I, I enjoy the writing. I don't really enjoy the sort of talking. Mm, um, yeah. It's much more the writing. And I think where I've had any success in writing, it's been like in very, very sort of short pieces. I don't think I could sit and talk for an hour or even 20 <laughs> minutes or whatever like that. I think but it, it's, it's much nice, more... isn't it, to, to write because you're sort of always behind the paper. You're you're kind of an, a bit more, you can regain some of your anonymity and you can edit it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one thing, Richard, because because given how it, it, I, I can totally imagine, it made you feel really good to have the emails read out on air. One thing that I think a lot of fans wonder is you were so embedded in the show. You were part of the fabric of it at that time because it, it, every email you wrote in, or I assume every or most emails were read out for about five or six episodes but then you never emailed again and actually a few episodes down the line there's a few times where they actually say where's Dickie Anders where's 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 Richard Anders and then and then about a year or two down the line they said where's that guy that and they couldn't remember your name but you you seem to stop emailing at some point and why was that well I mean my memory of it was that the they did like the the, um, the show in series, and I, I I thought the series had come to an end. Um, oh. So I remember that you say they read out they didn't read out my last email. That, ah, okay. That I, I, there wasn't a case of oh they didn't read my out. I'm never going to email, email them again. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they didn't they didn't read out um, the last email I sent to the show, and I. Do you have I that? Think, I've, got, I've got I've got I've got a feeling this this the series stopped after that, and obviously it's, it restarted up, and um, for whatever reason I, I didn't know about it or wasn't listening. Um, it, it certainly wasn't me. They, all, they, haven't, they haven't read out an email. That, that's it. it it's yeah. over. I mean, I must admit, I, when I first, I mean, I, I thought it was over about a six month period. I sent the emails. I, I might be wrong, but maybe um, it was longer than six episodes. Yeah, but it just felt like it wasn't as long as it could have been. But. I think. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it was over a six month ish period. Um, yeah. It wasn't every week I sent emails in. I mean, no. um, yeah, uh, yeah, that, that, that's the reason. I mean, I, I mean, personally, I think that when I started sending the emails in, I think that's when the the show was for me uh, at its absolute peak. Um, yeah. I think that's when, although I'd say it, it was shoddy, I think that's when Ricky and Steve <laughs> shoddy, were putting yeah. the most amount, most amount of effort into it. And then, then to me, slowly over time, it became the Cole Pilkington show. And I yeah. think as they were off doing other things, 
I mean, Cole was basically completely running the show. And I think that's that's when I started to sort of think that it wasn't quite as good as it sort of used to be. Um, and probably wasn't, uh, for me, as required listening as it was um, when I sort of started sending the emails and, he, and he sort of before as well. Yeah, I think I, I I definitely agree with you that it was it was at its best then. I think what I feel happened to the show, what we we kind of feel is that it became more. It was almost became a bit scripted and a bit like polished, whereas it's, it's actually much better unpolished. It mm. was better as a rough diamond rather than something that was trying to be yeah. kind of sparkling. So I mean, I I, I thought that. Um because Carl used to be sort of in it and he's sort of in for small little portions and you didn't really know whether he, he had this thing he'd just been lumbered with these two idiots who were putting no effort into a show and he was like really yeah. sort of fed up with them constantly yeah. and he'd only sort of chip in here and then that's, that's when I thought it was um at it at its best um but I mean he's got such comedy potential I can or value that I can see why they started well, he, he took over and started started doing it more, but um, I think when it was sort of Ricky and Steve and a bit of Carl um, was when I think thought it was at its best. Yeah, no, I agree. And how, what about what about um, their careers since then? Have you are you a fan of Ricky Gervais now? Are you a fan of Steve Merchant? Carl Pilkington's done lots of stuff on his own now. Do you do you kind of follow follow their careers? Have you followed their careers? Do you I, enjoy I the think. Book? I think I probably did up throughout the decade of the 2000s. So watching extras, um, Life's Too Short. Um, am I missing one? The sitcoms. Um, um, they had. Uh, well, what about an idiot? They had an idiot abroad. It wasn't sitcom. I know Idiot Abroad was was good. No, I, it's probably a stupid it's thing to, for me to say. I, I was never a massive fan of sort of Carl, so it was almost sort of like Ricky and Steve. Really? I they were a great that's writing. Really, yeah. writing and, and, and personally, I think Carl had the same impression of me. I, I don't think he was particularly impressed with me emailing in the. I reckon he would side with you though, Richard. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if, if people do know this. I've mentioned it on a few sort of chat rooms, but um, the first. Week I did send an email in there. I got a, not an angry email from Cole, but Cole no, sent really? a, an email, an email to me, um, <laughs> semi having a go at me about for slagging the show off and just trying to explain what they were trying to do with the show. Um, <laughs> oh really? Yeah. That, that's that, that, I mean, that, that's the only communication I ever had from anyone on the show. Um, yeah. After that first week, he, um, yeah, he sent me an email. That's in, that's interesting. Carl, I guess yeah, Carl. Carl is, I think Carl's a very funny guy, but I can imagine that email not washing with Carl as much as it did with Steve and Ricky, because yeah. it was obviously very sarcastic. You were, you kind of, you you thought it was shoddy, but you did like it. And that was clear, I think, to anyone, most people reading it. But I think it would be less clear to Carl that you actually did like it, because yeah. Carl's a bit more matter of fact, like you say what you say you mean, um, you know, whereas Ricky and Steve, I think, would take that. They loved a bit of criticism because yeah. they, they played on it and they made it a big thing. And I think they enjoyed it. I think that's I don't think Carl probably disliked you or your emails. But I think maybe that's obviously maybe that's I can imagine that's probably given a you a bad opinion of Carl ever since. If he's given you. Uh, some, uh, well, uh, I mean, I, I just I mean, I've, I've, I've never listened to the show sort of since since they were on, but. 
it's my recollection that Cole never mentioned me. It was always Ricky and Steve, and I got the sense that he was, he was not impressed with me at all because on the first week I sent the email, I actually sent two emails, and the, the second email, which they never read out, was um, asking whether XFM had a customer customer complaints department that I could write to, and I think that's the one he took umbrage at. So um, that, that's the one where I got the, um, yeah. And at that, at that time, they would have only got, like, what, 50 emails a day? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But actually, Carl did mention you once because on that first show, he actually, I think it was the first one, when he does, you, you'd emailed in and then later they did Rockbusters and Carl says, this will win Richard over or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, so he, does, yeah. he does reference you, but it's, it's, very, right. it's very small, but yeah. yeah. I, I, I just got the impression, yeah, that he, he wasn't a big fan of me. Oh, no. Oh, bless. Well, yeah, that's... um. Well, we all are fans of you emailing in. I think that you've got a huge following. So, unfortunately, that's a shame Carl emailed you that. I can imagine that kind of put you off, Carl. It would put me off if someone emailed me like that. I mean, like, it, it, was, it wasn't really that angry. He was just trying to explain what they were trying to do on the show. And I don't think he'd sort of quite got that my email was going to be sort of being in on the joke rather than sort of like generally criticising them. But, I mean, that, as I said, that's the only, only time I ever got they were never that scathing. They were always oh. just like really sweet and quirky. And, and like when you talk about your auntie, is it Auntie Marion's house? Auntie Marion, yes. Auntie yeah. Marion. <laughs> yeah, he was Auntie Marion, yeah. yeah. It's well, so this, this, um, I know this, I would never usually ask this of someone, but I think a lot of people, and and I would. You've asked his age already. So a, lot, a, lot, a lot of people, oh, no, that's off air. <laughs> I asked off air. <laughs> yeah, I'll stop there. But um, how old are you, Richard? I'm still 47 on air as well as off air. That's, that's <laughs> the same age on and off air. So, but I, yeah, that's so you were about 28, 29. Yeah. When, that, okay, that's interesting because they they like kind Carl of Carl would have been, isn't it, as well? Like Carl yeah. and Steve, they were. Both. I think I'm similar ages. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting because, like, I think a lot of people wonder because, and Ricky and Steve kind of they muse to themselves how, like, they they want to know about you. They're kind of like, how old is he? What does he sound like? And they do an impression of you. They say, your show's rubbish. <laughs> could you just say, could you just say, your show's rubbish for us uh, about our show? <laughs> and so we know how you you say that. Can I use it in a sting as well? Because that would be great for our, our jingle as well. Yeah. Right. If, you, if you really want me to say it, I'll say it. Go on, Richard. <laughs> Your show's rubbish. Thank you. That's, that's our well, best one. That's that our best, best phrase we've had so far as well. Because yeah. they, they described you, Richard. They said he imagined you as looking a bit like the Proclaimers with a beard and an Aaron sweater, cords, a real music snob, and I bet that he prefers Radio 5. Uh, is I any of that true? No beard. He has no beard. No really. beard. I've got the glasses. Probably the same hair as the Proclaimers. Um, I, was never that big, I, never, I was never that big into music, so definitely no music snob. Yeah. Because there is another point in the show where they're wondering, are you a schoolboy? Like, Because they think maybe you're a complete adult, or, or could you be a, like a schoolboy 16? But it's, So it's interesting to know you're actually about 27. Yeah. yeah. 28. I think, I, I, think I, I, just, I went to university a little bit later in life, so I just finished university um, when the show was on. 
Okay, I also went later in life. In fact, I'm yes. still there and I'm 35. Right. So I'm, um, yeah, it's a, you appreciate it more. Yeah, I feel a, very old amongst fellow <laughs> students. But, um, yeah, so, and like in general, just to kind of get to know you a bit better, what, what sort of, this is a strange question to ask, but what sort of hobbies do you have? What, what do you enjoy? What pleases Richard Anderson when, you, when the work is done? Well, I've, I've, um, it's quite different now. I've got quite a young son who's actually screaming his head off at the moment, so I'm trying oh. to ignore that. Oh. He, he, he's, um, he's been refusing to go to sleep for the last two hours. Um, so you're tired. Oh. <laughs> so for me, having any sort of spare time, uh, I mean, hobbies. I mean, as I said, I've, I've just sort of retrained to be retrained to be a web developer. So I'm sort of I do do a lot of that in my spare time. And just to show how really dull and boring I am, I love gardening. I love cooking. No. No, that's, yeah. that's, I love gardening, but I don't have a garden, so that's <laughs> I can't garden. But um, that's what kind of web development do you do, Richard? Because I I work in um, I'm a project manager for a web development um oh, right. agency. What is, what what kind of clients do you work with? Is it? Well, I, I work for a sort of company who does um online sort of training um, and education. Okay. So it's um to get technical, it's sort of PHP. Um, work sort of building applications yeah and that, and that started as a hobby really uh, for you it was a hobby and then you kind of trained properly in it and went into it is that is that I, I wouldn't say I trained properly um I watched a few videos online and thought I'd give it a bash so that was my sort of um, it's probably the best time to join yeah. though like if it was a few years back because now it's just exploded and you know it's bloody good industry to be in now yeah, no, I, I massively enjoy it. I, I've always sort of tinkered around with sort of web development here and there, but uh, to do it as a career, it's, it's fantastic. So, yeah, Richard, we have, um, obviously we put out that you were going to be on the show and the response was incredible. Like, no, we've never had a response like it. You, you People are so... you. So we had some kind of questions from listeners. Um, right you're okay to answer yep. some of this i mean so what was your favorite xfm moment ever um sorry two seconds okay yeah <laughs> sure no richard okay so um oh, i'm enjoying this yeah he's definitely not wearing an aaron sweater <laughs> no. Sorry, screaming two-year-old. Um, so oh. the favourite XFM moment. Um, yeah. Apart, I think obviously having the first email read out um, yeah. was quite something, and I think the um, there's one um, the award ceremony email. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Where um, I call Steve Merchant a character. Um, <laughs> I think that well, that was that. I, yeah. I, That's my favourite of your emails as well. Yeah, I, I'm not a character, and it's just funny how he read it yes, out. Yes, he reacts. It's brilliant how he reacts to it. Um, yeah, that, that, that you, was you must, When you wrote that, you must have thought, "I hope he reads it out like that," or it, he couldn't have read it out any more perfectly for how you'd no. written it. So yeah, yeah that, that's my favourite of your emails. But yeah. it is weird, like getting something read out, because I, I can imagine your like like how you describe it, like your heart palpitating. Just to hear your name and your words run out, there's something so, I don't know, it's just, it's such a good feeling because I've read out 
I, I got one email read. Right I used to listen to this show on called Daniel Perry. Uh, I think it was on XFM, and it was like a new music show. Right. And I really liked her, and and I emailed in saying, oh, I really like that song or whatever. But then she got my name wrong. She called she called me <laughs> Miles or my name's Miles. But she's got the wrong way around. It's just that little thing. Like you know, I love radio, and radio is probably before comedy. It's my my love, and yeah. So it, you can imagine, oh, just it's such a good any kind of like when we first got like listeners to this show, we were like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. what? But that's the that's the beauty of what you know this now because we honestly on on the Twitter, Richard, we get like all these people saying, where can I find these shows? Um, and luckily they're all on like Spotify or Mixcloud or um like YouTube mostly. And they're still getting like new listeners in, which is just it's bonkers. Yeah. Do you still find it weird that people still listen to something from 20 years that seemingly had no, that nothing at the time because they they often jested on air that it was just like 200 listeners. Do yeah. you find it strange? I I think it's incredible. I really do that people are still listening to the show or and probably in more numbers than actually listened to it at the time. It's just mm. and that's that's. I mean, I'm sort of amazed the, the shows even exist. I mean, some, I don't know how they got onto Spotify, whether somebody taped them or how they got on Someone there. must have taped them, yeah. Do you, Actually, do you listen back to the shows, Richard? No. Do you listen no. on your own? No. Oh, you should. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand I mean, I don't, I don't like... I know I'm only sort of like in it for like one minute a show, but it's um I get embarrassed sort of hearing my stuff get read, oh, read back. No. Oh, you. Well, I, no, I, 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 I to your son, you got to gather around, gather around. I, I, <laughs> I played, them, I, I played but, them to my wife recently, which is the first time really? I've heard, heard the well, first time she's heard them. Um, oh wow! And I, I, I just cringed. I just can't. I mean, even though it's not my voice, it feels like it is my voice, and I just sort yeah. of cringed at this listen, listening to them. Well, because, uh, but it, it it must have been incredible. And I know we kind of covered this before, but just to kind of kind of go over it again, like you you didn't just have an email read out. You actually became part of the show. Like yeah. they knew you. They knew Dicky Anders. They gave you. And there's someone on YouTube who's put all of your emails read out. And there's a YouTube just in one youtube video and what he does he it's just a blank screen whilst your audio is going across but it's uh, going up uh, up or across the screen is all the nicknames they called you and there is about, <laughs> there is about 30 there's a lot yeah. anson, richard anson the the big dick <laughs> dick machine dicky docky dido D- so that it must have given it must have given you a huge buzz i mean i've had the emails read out on radio but just one you know and i'm not part Did of the you show win something on talk sorry i thought Gar- gary won something on talk sport yeah, oh, I, I used to have emails. I've, I've went into the talks book because I emailed them in a lot and I went into their Christmas show once and it was amazing kind of. But <laughs> it was I was no, I was nothing to them, you know, whereas, you know, they instantly knew and they actually mentioned you before you emailed often in a show and they would. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it, it must have just been the most amazing feeling. And that's yeah, why. When, I was, sorry, when, when I sort of became a character in the show, that, that was quite something, something that they'd, they'd invented and given. I think at that time, to me, they were sort of like the peak of their writing powers of like in between sort of series of The Office. I mean, to sort of the, to create a character or have a character created about yourself, even though it was so far fetched from what who I actually am, it, it was quite something. Well, there's obviously a side of you that is 
like you are because obviously we're all normal people we're just, just everyone's just a normal person so but there's obviously a side of you that is quite that is very humorous very quite cutting but but funny with it sarcastic and i guess it was kind of an outlet for that side of you maybe yeah you i think i i can i can be sort of so with it within sort of like groups of friends and obviously you get to know your friends well you can say you know the things that you can yeah. you can say that will be cutting about them and i think that's why i sort of could do that for the show because i thought did think the sort of the show was it was brilliant <laughs> but sort of shoddily done so you've got something to sort of like latch on to yeah it's yeah. funny once you've got that thing to latch on to in comedy then you can just sort of sort of go with it um absolutely yeah um and you certainly did go with oh, it when you're when when you're in like a good close friendship you can be kind of a bit more honest with people can't you yeah so they, they must have felt <laughs> you must have felt like in on that sort of group to go because we, we're like that with with your close friends you're always like i don't know you, you're, you you do relax a lot more don't you? you try you don't try as hard and you're just a bit more like yeah hmm. yeah so you were like but um uh, uh, one another listener question how many feet do you have Richard? <laughs> have you counted recently not and... yet uh, I've, I've never quite got to the end of counting counting no yes you've um... got a lot of feet have you uh, ever watched puddle evaporate I mean, my relationship with puddles is not something i'd like to talk about thank you um, <laughs> the psychiatrist has um told me just to lay off that it's um Counting feet's okay, but puddles. It's just, it's just been me and the puddle and no one else. It's just a private thing I have. Brilliant. I love it. I love it. Um, Miles, have you got any more of the listener questions? Because I don't have any. I, yet, I, did, but I, 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 just want... I did want to start this one off because this is how I wanted to sort of go into this. You've actually answered, you've already answered a lot of the, the questions, which has been great to hear. But um, this was a slightly longer one and it was really, it was really sweet and it's really poignant. Uh, it, I, I, I don't know who it's from, but they said just make sure that he knows we love him. He is <laughs> definitely nice. the top side characters of this universe, possibly just below David Gay, the Ben Spears, <laughs> right above. I don't know. Possibly the Spanish firefighter or summit. Do you take any sort of pride from the fact that he's strangely famous amongst a fan base who are not allowed to wear socks? <laughs> That's just an example of some of the emails that we get at D-Trap. Right. <laughs> but that, That's but Richard, nice there, there, were, there were many emails, Richard, that kind of um, referenced their their love for you, their kind of their fascination with you, their they're interested in you that was just one one of one of many that we got and we're not a big podcast so actually you know there, there's a you're, you're very uh you're very well admired i'd say amongst these this group that's, of people that's nice to hear thank you very much no worries well yeah i mean thanks so much richard for doing this well do you know what one thing my um my my kind of goal in life would be for you to become a listener of us and you to write an email about <laughs> how shoddy our, our our work was and we could read them out on air and it could be like a cyclical thing and then and then 20 years later there'll be someone yes. doing us about our show and get Richard because we we obviously we we don't know you but we feel we know you and now we do yeah. know you we can put face to our name but yes. yeah, when I was 20 three list first list of these shows i was like 
Richard Anderson, Richard Anderson. And then we do this podcast and I'm 20 and I'm 30 now. It's like, Richard Anderson, now we know you. And it's like, it's so, it's so yeah. weird that thing of how you can, I, I think that's, that's just like, like the, the sort of parasocial relationships podcast. Like you can now uh, connect and, and connect people. And uh, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you know this either, but um, my, my friend actually had an email read out as well um, on the show. There's one week where I didn't email in. And my friend emailed in asking where I was, and they read that email. Oh, out. No. Yes, okay. Yeah, his, his name's Peter Goff. Um, I, I describe him as a friend. I, I, I describe him as a friend. I don't, I don't particularly like him, but um, yeah, he's. Uh, um, <laughs> That's how we he, feel about all our friends. It's just yeah, that I'm going to make I'm going to make him listen to this podcast as well. So I just wanted oh, to reference him. Yeah, and the fact that he had an email read out, read out as well. I love getting these. I love getting these inside information bits because we, we've all heard. Like I, I do know the email you're talking about when they're really like, where, where, where are yeah. you? But oh, I never knew that you knew that guy oh, as yes. well. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just great to know that you. I mean, when, when I had my first email, that is the person I sort of phoned to tell him. I just had an email read out, and um, oh. I can't remember what he was doing, but it was the most inappropriate time to phone anybody. And he just answered his phone. Yes, what? That's good. Bye. <laughs> That's and a then, true friend. That's a true friend right yeah. there. Um, he did the same to me, so I had, um, just sort of want to get my own back by um, just just sort of name checking him. And, um, yeah. Can you get Peter Goff to email in on this show? <laughs> yeah, Peter Goff. I'd rather you take Peter Goff. You can have him. You can have him. Imagine no, if Peter Goff was a new dick. <laughs> but, ob- ob- but obviously, Richard, I mean, actually, you know, I, I certainly don't expect you to listen to these podcasts because they are sh- they're they're pretty shoddy. But, you know, if you, if you ever did want to listen and email in, I'd absolutely love it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll um, and just one last thing. I mean, how's it how are you kind of just a more general question? How, how are you coping with with the, the current situation that we're all in and? Are you, are you safe? Are you well? Are, are you um, buzzed up? Doing okay so far. Um, yeah. Our, our um, cupboards are actually stocked with pasta and beans and stuff we're never, <laughs> ever going to eat. Um, oh, you've got all of them. That's where they've got... Yeah. Well, one, one strand of pasta, five quid. Any Anyone wants one, email me in. I can, um, <laughs> you can come and collect it. This I'll is leave it on my doorstep. Eat. This yes. is highly illegal, but I like it. I might, I might email you myself actually, because I need some, I need some toilet roll as well, Richard. Oh no, you... no, no. Um, I think it's anti-back, which is the main thing. I can't find that for love yeah. and money. But um, yeah, it's a strange time. Well, I would say to you, Rich, please stay safe. I hope you stay well. And you know, we'd love to have you back, but with no expectations. You certainly don't have to, but you know, it'd be uh, it's nice it's to have been you. Very back. enjoyable. I mean, uh, I've ne- as I said, I've never never spoken about it before publicly. Okay. So it's 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 fantastic that you're doing this podcast and like uh-huh. more than ha- more than happy to do it. And if you want to be come back again, I'm sure we can arrange your time to do yeah. it. Yeah, we love that. And everyone will. I think everyone's going to love this this show because I think a lot of people have wanted. They've obviously people have obviously <laughs> stalked you on email enough. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I said to my I said to my I'm I'm a huge fan of 
oasis so i said but i i said i genuinely i'm more excited about emailing you than if we had an old gallagher on <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know that might sound a bit I, i'm not saying i I've you need to reevaluate your life absolutely it's a sad and pathetic fact about me but i am more excited i genuinely i'm so excited about email um emailing you about interviewing you and so i think a lot of listeners will be excited to hear you and you know, thanks so much for doing this. We really Thank appreciate you. it. That's a pleasure. Thank you. I mean, I, like, he's, a gen, he's such a genuinely nice guy, and he he was he was uh, he came across really well, I think. And I, I was I was kind of I was both of us were nervous before doing this, yeah. but. I quite quickly relaxed. Um, yeah, very quickly. I mean, we chatted to him a bit before we started recording, and um, you know, he's just he's just a sort of nice guy. But it was lovely to put a face to a name, and obviously a voice to a name to those listening. And um, yeah, I, obviously it was our first time we've interviewed people, so it's not it wasn't perfect, and there there were it wasn't perfect. There was there was bits that that could have been different, but I think overall we did a pretty we, we did a pretty good job. It's just nice to get a perspective that isn't ours on the show, you know, from someone that was, you know, involved uh, to, to some degree with it and had yeah. such status, you know. And I think a lot of people, we answered a lot of the questions that people wanted to hear um, actually quite organically, you know. <laughs> it's so yeah, nice. To I, I think we, have, we had a list of um, questions that people had asked off Reddit, but just we, we I didn't, I, Miles had it, I didn't have it, but... Mars was saying to me that we kind of like we covered all those areas most of those areas anyway so thank you for emailing those questions in or putting them on reddit um they were asked most mostly but we kind of it just it just kind of happened organically and that was the thing both of us said we i, I at first i wanted to prep low i never prep but i for anything anything even my my dissertation but i for this i was like i said to my i really want to prep but then it got to a couple of days ago and I thought, no, I don't I don't want to prep. I don't want to prep too much. Just a bit of prep. I don't think you need to as well. No, sometimes you do. There are interview situations where you do. If you're interviewing someone about a film, you need to know lots about the film and where you're going to go. It depends. Yeah, of course. But but I think you're this... going to get much more from someone if they're, right. like, if they're relaxed and if you're relaxed. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's Richard won't mind me saying he probably like because I'm happy, fully happy to admit Miles and I were nervous doing this. Richard was probably a bit nervous as well. It's the first time that he's ever spoken, you know, publicly. He, he's done a, a ask me anything or thing on Reddit or somewhere, hasn't he? He's answered questions. But this was the first time he's spoken publicly. And I thought he came across really well. What did you think, Miles? I, th- no, I, think I, I loved that. it. And it was interesting to hear those like little nuggets of um sort of information that people yeah. really are hungry to hear you know it's always good to you know the fact that <laughs> the, that like the fact that his friend emailed in yeah yeah because i knew that email i know i know what email he means but you know if you listen to the email uh oh, sorry if you listen to the interview hopefully you enjoyed it i really hope you enjoyed it there might be some questions you think oh they should have asked that or they should have asked that and probably over the next 24 hours i'm going to think to myself oh, i wish i'd asked that i wish i'd asked that but you know we asked what what kind of came to us at the time and so 
you know it's not perfect so i i know it's not perfect but but hopefully you enjoyed it we really enjoyed doing it i know miles did i certainly did as well i think richard enjoyed it as well and but it wasn't perfect so we could have asked some things i i know but you know at the end stop of the day that's our first hey, interview. stop while apologizing come come in you come get in. what you paid for which is free so come, which is free. come in up well there are these are these these are all unconfirmed but coming up we really want to interview claire sturgis so i think yeah. i think that, that could happen andrew phillips we're already in talks with and i'm scared of andrew phillips we're, we're already in talks with him because we're not scared of him um so he 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 will be on well i also want to get um uh what's his name sammy jacobs i really want to get sammy, sammy jacobs, jacobs is another one i'm having, I'm having trouble talking to him though but if you uh dear listener if you've got any people that you would like us to get in touch with to talk to to expand to this mythical yeah. world of xfm now now we take it. carl steve and ricky as red obviously those <laughs> are the three that we would we would do anything and and if we yes. if we interview carl steve or ricky that's an op- uh, an example of where we oh, would wow. have to prepare a lot more so but anyway i think but i, think I we, would like to talk to um um oh what's the name oh god what am i saying i really want to talk to peter horton no no i really want to talk to um the co um director the the director of sick of it um the person who um was the director on an idiot abroad richard yaris i think his name is we need we need to speak to people generally who are directly related to the xfm show because we're very i know know. Uh, well we'll discuss that i'd be happy to have him on as well but i think listeners would tend to want people involved in the xfm show but yeah i think we'll wrap it up there thanks so much for listening um comment all your comments we read some we can read out on there we can't read them all out um because we're we're very i mean we're very lucky to get lots of comments so um but we'll we'll often read them out on air and yeah let us know what you thought good bad ugly or indifferent this has been the deep chart spinners podcast i have been mars Pennell and he has been gary forrestal <laughs> do tweet us i have i still am i cry about it every day <laughs> do tweet us at trout underscore d or on instagram at duchess underscore pernell thank you for listening as always hope you enjoyed the episode and do check out the back catalogue we're also planning to do more uh, dutch or otherwise shows uh, in the near future whilst we sort oh, of yeah. work our way through this self-isolation uh and still figuring out how to bloody well do a skype yeah. recording oh uh, yeah just one actually that one thing i wanted to add if you i meant imagine you we're going to get a lot of new listeners who've never listened to any of our podcasts before so there'll be a lot of new listeners to this do check out it's our so back weird. catalog now do check out our back catalog the we at the beginning you can tell i'll admit it's okay we we're very i'm not apologizing i'm explaining we've we were inexperienced but but try and you know if you love the xfm show we love them too this is our love letter to them so please do check out our back catalog and it'll be great to if you if you listen to shows in the future so that's the last thing i wanted to say we'll wrap up here see you later you're absolutely right see you later bye